Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome, everyone. You're now listening to the Complex Sneakers Podcast, Episode 3. I'm here with my guys, Matt Welty. What's up? And my boy, Brendan Dunn. Happy to be here, as always. Let me tell you something, though. We're taking a step back. Please. It's 79 degrees in this room. We shot a promo with a LED on-air sign. Have you seen what the sign says I on the door? It's, it's an 8 by 11 piece of loose-leaf yeah. paper. What is going on? Some I thought we were progressing. We are regressing. Here's what I'm confused about, too. I, I figured that when I attached myself to your star, Joe LaPuma, SVP of content <laughs> operations at Complex, I figured everything would just get a lot nicer. You know, we do the full-size run stuff, and, you know, sometimes we got to put it together with shoestring and tape. I figured once I aligned myself no. with Joe LaPuma in an official way. All that glitters isn't gold, buddy. I thought I, I was so. going to wake up with, like, a million Instagram notifications and magically have, like, no. 50,000 more followers just no. because I'm attached to you. No. no. Still out here grinding. 79 degrees in this room. <sighs> the positive, I had chirping chicken for lunch. This guy to my right put me on. Wealthy? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had it? Uh, no. Fire. Actually, you so know what? good. I, I, if I recall correctly, Lester Wasserman of West NYC is a big Chirp and Chicken fan. Okay, a, a strange piece of sneaker right. industry trivia there. But wow. if I recall correctly, instead of chicken, how was your uh, Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. Very low key. <laughs> turkey. I think yeah. that's the turkey. I think I don't Let's, like turkey at no. all. I've tried hot sauce. I've tried gravy. It's still super dry. My dad smoked a turkey on a on a charcoal grill. How for was it? Four and a half hours. He put it in a brine bath before and then threw it on it. Dude, it's amazing. It just like falls off. I saw it. some of your Instagram stories. Were you out there like hunting fowl and pheasants yes. uh, in the we, woods of New Hampshire? Uh, we were uh, shooting trap. You were in the trap. Yeah, <laughs> shooting trap. What what does that mean? It's like uh, those. It's like duck hunt or whatever. Clay the, pigeons. The, the, yeah, the orange clays shoot up, and you have a shotgun, and you go skeet. Yeah. Skeet right? shooting. Yeah. All right. Oh, skeet, skeet. Oh, Got well, game. Okay. Are we refreshed from Thanksgiving or are we more tired? <sighs> I'm feeling rejuvenated. Okay. Thanksgiving's one of those weird ones, though, because you don't like, because you just like gorge yourself for three days and, and nap. You, That's all I yeah. did was mm -hmm. sleep every two hours. I was active. I had some friends in, in okay. town, so I had to show Thanksgiving them Eve, you hit the streets? Uh, the day after. Okay. The day after. All right. Black Friday. Did we go Black Friday shopping at no, all? No, I didn't. I didn't get anything. Oh, I had a fun Black Friday experience. Can oh. you? You were fighting people for laptops at Best Buy. No, I woke. Oh, up. the StockX. I, thing. I woke up and had no money in my PayPal account because someone hacked my StockX thing, and a pair of uh, Wave Runners got shipped to Canarsie somehow. We all saw it on Twitter. Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah, my 
account secure. Did they figure that out for you, yeah. by the way? Yeah, they said it was going to be a few business days, but then I made a stink about it, and it, the money was there like two hours later. Temper tantrum. It okay. always works. So you are famous. <laughs> kind of. Speaking of being famous, I had a I had an interesting run-in with the law this morning. I heard about that. Tell that story. Look um, at you. Yeah, so I was... A-ha. Kind of. It was a full circle A-ha moment. I was walking to the train on my way to work, and you know... I, I did a bit of jaywalking, you know, I was crossing the street. That'll get you uh, fine. (laughs) The light wasn't letting me cross, but there were some cars that were turning, so I figured it was fine. So I, you know, crossed through the crosswalk, and immediately an NYPD van pulls up beside me, and uh, the guy in there rolls down his window, and he points at me, and he goes, Bach boys. Wow, look, you made it. And I had... (laughs) I look like I'm cooperating with the, you know, I had no choice yeah, but to like point back to him and be like, yeah, man, Bach boys. So yeah. on the mean that's, streets of Bushwick, you have to see it. I don't live in Bushwick, but where I live is not important. We don't need you to inadvertently drop a pin. <laughs> We're just <laughs> dropping really, dimes and yeah, dropping pins on, in the same We're really triangulating my location. So we are back, episode three, and I figured what better time of the year to look back at all the collaborations that we've seen throughout the year. And I know that collaborations are nothing new, but it seems that this year was super, super heavy in terms of collaborations across multiple brands and some really influential people sticking out and kind of, quote unquote, owning the year. Good year, bad year? You know, I think it was a good year. I think even recently it's gotten super, super crowded, even with all the Air Force Ones recently. But I just remember the collaboration boom, again, like, you know, not to look back, but almost a decade ago. And now it seems like every week, but it really seems like the fourth quarter, especially brands are really going heavy on collaborations. And and we're in like a different era of it too. You know, you mentioned a decade ago. I feel like back then it was a lot more like a shop or a person would get one shoe. This era that we're in now is about people getting entire collections or a sustained range of products over a couple seasons. Right. You know what I mean? Virgil, Undercover. Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about all these people, but I feel like for the most part, brands are more focused on those bigger ones than these little one-off shoes. Yeah, we've come a long way since like Reebok doing 25 Insta Pump Furies with every single one of its retail partners. Right. Those were... they. <laughs> They did that a couple years, you know, yeah. where it was like the the easy like anniversary stuff where it's yeah. like the it's and been... the, remember the consortium even that was yeah. he- that mm-hmm. was so many different stores and things like that. I think the brands have gotten a little smarter with it, you know. Although I think next year from Adidas there is a quite a deep series of collabs that are coming out, but we don't we don't want to spoil any of uh, it. Yeah. So. I don't I think know that I, info, but you guys I think it's a l- privy. I think it's a little less like sneaker head like nerdy how it used to be back then where it would be like I'm a huge fan of Potter or I'm a huge fan of Extra Butter and mm-hmm. you would you would buy the collaborations with that where it feels the collaborations nowadays appeal more to the mass public right yeah 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 I'm excited to talk about this too because I feel like we can argue a little bit more yeah. on this episode you know I don't want this stuff to feel too much like a lecture and, and right. when we get to year end time we're always arguing here in the office so I'm glad people can hear some of these arguments in a public forum as we talk about you know who really owned the year in terms of collaborations and who totally missed on certain stuff definitely and I think a good place to start kind of with a collaboration that I think people may have thought we're gonna fly off the shelves and really didn't but one collaboration that I personally really like was the undercover Nike Daybreaks. Yeah. And to me, I said it at ComplexCon, but I really feel this way. It was almost like a very, quote unquote, cool guy collaboration mm-hmm. that 
ended up almost being like a GR. Yeah. And they were you, everywhere. The, everywhere. And also you could still go into stores and they're still on the shelves. Having said that, I bought the blue ones. I bought the all black ones, the black and white. I really, really love that shoe. And I've had discussions with people who didn't like it. And they were like, oh, that, it was basically like a Cortez. I know, you know Welty has a hot take on that. Shoe. I love the Cortez, but, but for an undercover collab, you don't really put it in that category that it's going to be that much of a GR. What do you think? I, I have like, I guess I don't think it's a bad shoe, but two issues I have with that shoe is mm -hmm. number one, everyone only thought it was going to be hot because of the Sakai shoe, which we're going to talk about right. later. It, it was like the every man Sakai, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Gluten-free Sakai. But the, my, I guess my bigger issue with it is... Cheeto Sakai? Fair. I remember uh, talking to Frazier about it because he was wearing the shoes and I go, look, if that shoe wasn't undercover, you would never fucking wear a sneaker that looked like that. And he's like, you're right. Maybe for him, I I disagree though because. But I that like, style of sneaker, that like '70s Nike running shoe, mm -hmm. a lot of people would not be wearing that unless it had undercover slapped on the side of and it. And you like the regular, Dick and I like the I like and the tailwind. Yeah, yeah, I like those shoes. But if, if you can't wear the the sneaker model without the cool brand or person attached to it, what is it? I mean, I know. I don't know. The, the only it, thing I would say is the blue and white to me really classic colorway i don't know i'm That's into great. those i'm kind of into those classic colorways in kind of that old school waffle maker yeah, yeah, type yeah. of soul so yeah. i see exactly what you're saying i'm also saying that after the fact that it is undercover so maybe you're right i also feel like it's kind of the point to onboard people to these archival models when you have a collaborator like that come in and, and put their stamp on it and also i feel like it wasn't just the stamp you know they had the kind of bat wing thing on the back although if we're looking at undercover's resume as a whole this year like i like undercover a lot as a brand you're the undercover king i'm no 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 i'm not i mean i i do have the leather jacket i did spend a lot of money on undercover that jacket leather. is fire too you know but i have you're a more into the giacusu yeah stuff. i love the giacusu stuff i've had you know a lot of those over the years i think undercover nike has not been as interesting as Gyakuso X Nike, but also if you look at the other stuff Undercover did this year, it's pretty, pretty much. I think Joe said crickets. Like the the seven twenties. That shouldn't even have been a collaboration, to be honest. Obviously, seven twenty an important shoe because I did endorse it toward the top of the year. I Thank like the seven twenty, but the Undercover version it, not for so a much. collaboration just like this Daybreak was a little quiet. And also, let's not forget. Undercover did like a bunch of Converse that nobody cared about. There's these like dirty ones that are just sitting on shelves, you know, purposely distressed. I, so hmm. I think Undercover did some cool stuff. I really like the Daybreak, although I was expecting to buy a pair, but I did kind of skip out on it because I feel like everybody had yeah, a pair. I just wore them so much. There's right. also that huge like controversy behind the the release on that. Yeah, remind J me what happened there. Jun, I think believe Jun Takahashi had supported the Hong Kong riots or spoken about it on social media, and Nike actually canceled the release of the shoe in China because of that. Very the rare. whole M the whole NBA situation. Okay. Well, we listen. Our resident <laughs> political expert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen, we got to get him his own segment. Yeah, oh, yeah. we actually do for sure. The last thing I want to talk about. Should we move on? Yeah, yeah. There's something else? that was more universally loved. And I don't think we've even talked about this. Actually, we did talk about this. You hated the shoe when it first came out. Or I think when the images first leaked, the Cactus Plant Vapor Max. You didn't like it, Welty. I just don't like the, the Vapor Max that much as a whole. And I know you say this has to get us into the models. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, personally, I just don't believe in Cactus Plant as much as a collaborator i think the other shoes they made Joe has a shocked look on wow. his face right now I, yeah I, I think it's a very of the moment brand and i get it i just 
don't I just don't really go for shirts with like happy faces with three eyes on them. The shoe did nothing for me. Also, I I, I know that people in general I like them, it. and I think we're talking about right now not necessarily our personal opinion on all these shoes, yeah. but kind of like the impact they had because yeah. we always have to try and separate how we feel about a shoe personally versus their impact. I do recognize that it was a big shoe. I don't really care about it, especially. Not to move on to their next shoe already, but all those cactus plant yeah. Air Force Ones. What about the Blazers? But do you like do you like shoes that have like a wiki sticks like yeah, swoosh see, on it? See, but that's <laughs> the thing that that's what I was going to say. And we'll when we get to the Sakai and the you know the G Dragon Air Force One, I love the deconstructed. Even though the cactus plant flea market Vapor Max isn't deconstructed, the fact that there's a lot going on mm -hmm. and there's writing on it, and you know what does it say? Things like that. I am like basically on a kick of those types of footwear. And I think that's why I really like this specific VaporMax and sort of like that distressed and DIY type of thing that I Cactus like that Plank on the blazers. On the blazers, it looks cool. But Cactus Plant, and I think Welty, yeah. you kind of alluded to the same thing, like just doesn't mean anything to me as, as a brand. I feel like we're a little biased here because the woman used to work at Complex, right? But I'm not biased. I like it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, no, I, I the thing for me is that I think a lot of the hype from that shoe came around the friends and family pair that like lit up that you could you got like, the yeah, friends and family ones? No. <laughs> but can we be honest though, the, the cactus plant flea market Air Force Ones is a bad shoe. That's, uh, little spoiler alert. Uh, shoe surgeon may be making me a JLP model. I hope so, and I'm happy for you. But this whole Yeah, but the JLP is gonna look the JLP is gonna look dope. Pouring out of the up tempo design has to stop. We have I I've I've ranted about this elsewhere, yeah. but Odell Beckham Jr. with these cleats every single week. The, the up tempo should exist as a singular shoe. I don't need all these other shoes that look like the air more up tempo with the jumbo font around the side. And Texas also plant. it was it was like a pair of black on black Air Force Ones which become a meme shoe, and then you put the lettering from the up tempo on the side. I'm I still, hope you get the I'm JLP. I'm still doing ones. the JLP ones. That's I, I support you on that, <laughs> but otherwise, do you like the Air Force Ones, the Cactus playing Air Force Ones? Don't love them, don't hate them. Isn't in I, I, I kind of like them. Okay, I get your critique of them, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not super mad at them. And wasn't the Blazers? I, I had read somewhere that was supposed to be like kind of an innuendo to the Seinfeld episode because it was the sponge, right? Oh, I, I remember that episode. Yeah, I'm not enough of a Seinfeld fan to have understood the reference. The sponge that Elaine was using. Yeah, that was. Like, but the what shoe, was the correlation? The, the shoes were made out of sponge. Okay, and they were calling them the sponge on whatever, but there was like a leather-free shoe. Okay, the, the Blazers they made out of corduroy and all that, but I vegan saw. friendly is what you're saying. Yeah, there was. I think it was a vegan friendly sneaker. Are you vegan? Fully vegan? Absolutely not. But oh, because I the full size run cold open. I thought it's okay. a, it's it's just a meme. Okay, full of cap. It's just a meme. Switching gears, switching brands. Two new balances that I really love this year. Talk about it. My boy Teddy, I'm a Leandor. Are you going to say you're not biased on this one too? <laughs> Joe. Did he send you the pairs personally? Joe. Yeah, he did, but you don't like them? Which ones? I like the 990 V2 and the 997 that I feel are universally loved. There's two colorways of that shoe as well. Um, they were like, they weren't sold that way, but... A, the, it was alluded that you were kind of like you could buy both pairs and mix and match them if you wanted to. Yep. There was a pair that was was it blue, yellow, and pink, and then there was another pair that had like a maroon tongue on it that was a bit darker with the gray upper on it. I don't know. I'm the one that made Complex didn't have the maroon tongue. Yeah, but that one's actually worth more money because it's, uh, rare. it, it's rare. Yeah, okay. I love the nine nine sevens. I think those are some of the cleanest New Balance collabs 
in, in a number of years. And mm-hmm. we, we've, we've joked about ALD on Full Size Run. You know, I don't have any legitimate beef with their operation. And I think they You know who the of, fuck I am. <laughs> I think they make a lot of good clothes. But the 990 V2, to me, I didn't understand. Uh, to me, that felt like leftover hype from the 997s because that shoe is just not one that's ever really been beloved. The 990 series in general, sure. The V5, V4, whatever. But the V2 is such a random shoe in that lineage and well, also shoes from like 98 so it doesn't really fit within like the the 2000s it's a middle child of sneaker history yeah. in a way and i think that even just like the construction on it is not as clean as on the 997 where all the lines look so perfect like the 990 v2 he was saying that in the slack that the shape is wrong you know what i mean you look on the stock x images and the n is looks a little inebriated almost i i, I don't know i was surprised that people shut down the store for those well, i like that shoe and i really like the apparel that he put around the it. apparel is, is great I, and I, he packaged it so well that I think some of the best New Balance apparel for sure we've seen in years. I liked it because it was, I think the, the collection, whether intentionally or not, it seemed intentional on the those two shoes. It seemed very like 90s, like L.L. Bean mm-hmm. inspired, like Land's End sort of vibes on those shoes, which makes sense being that New Balance is from Maine. But um, I like the colorways on those shoes. Hold on, New Balance is from Maine? Yeah, but the third one. What about the one that dropped or with they, this? They have, they're made in Maine, okay. you know? Like, just, sorry. I just... Yeah, same same what thing. What about the one that Not dropped the with thing. the the uh, close the, enough the nine nine V two? What was the other one? The nine ninety V five. And also, I'm happy in some way for the hype because I do think New Balance had a nice moment this Definitely. year, and so anything that kind of adds to that and helps people diversify what's in their rotation to me is a good thing. I don't like I said, I don't think the hype needed to be at that level, but I'm happy that more people are checking for New Balance. I don't think Bodega did enough in this conversation to really qualify it as as one of the big contenders for. One nice of the shoe, most though. important collaborators, but they had a couple cool shoes. Yeah, that made I don't, noise. I don't like that. I don't like that model. That's the nine nine seven S, right? Yeah, I mean, it was cool that you saw Kawhi wearing, you know, a bunch of those sneakers, and it added a little more, added a little more hype to it. Uh, one of the things that kind of got me weird about it. And I'm not saying that to wear New Balance, you have to be a New Balance connoisseur, but a lot of people kind of shit on New Balance or don't wear New Balance. So it's kind of weird to see everyone camping out for a sneaker if they don't genuinely support the brand. But I guess like you're saying, that's what collaboration is. Are you gatekeeping gate, gatekeeper alert. Are you Total gatekeeper alert. Oh, it's weird. Gatekeeper alert. Bro, people were like burning New Balance sneakers online. But anyways. Uh, and I, political. I, I, back. I, we're back. I, I, I digress. Back to- I did have a conversation though with uh, some fellow New Balance connoisseurs and uh, they were talking about they actually liked that Aries 991. Clean. Um, there was two different colorways. There was that. Expensive shoe. Very expensive. It was like for made more for a European audience. But the New Balance connoisseurs liked that shoe over the ALDs. So okay. th- that was an interesting take on it. But hey. Should we go to Air Force Ones? Clot Air Force Ones. My boy G-Dragon Air Force Ones. A late entry. Mm-hmm. We joked. Or on. Clark we, Kent. Scars Air Force Ones. Clark Kent loved the Scar. <laughs> Clark Kent designed the Scars Air Force One. Yeah, I know, and he also said it was Sneaker of the Year. But well, that's okay. He's different. But G Dragon Air Force Ones. We joked in the office that it was a top what fifteen shoe. Yeah. I love those shoes. I love, like I said before, I love the deconstructed. That's sh- the wave you're on right now. Yeah, I love things that look like all messed up. And deconstructed. This is long overdue a Nike collab. I think we speak about the up tempos. G Dragon is really the one who started the up tempo wave. Is that true? In 2013, 20, he was at the airport 
and he was wearing OGs, and basically, this no is one a really, sneaker moment I missed out on. No one really knew. Yeah, but listen, no one really knew who he was in America. Donnie Kwok shouts to him. He knew. Ben Baller knew, but I remember East Coast Project, Ronnie Feig, one of the Miami trips. He um, flew us all out, East Coast Project. We were at the Webster in Miami, and I remember it was all the Anwar guys, curtains, and they were talking about this guy, and they were like, yeah, the only person who Gucci is seating is this dude named G-Dragon. And they were like, he's this Korean pop star, and he is like globally super, super influential. And I was just like kind of eavesdropping almost mm -hmm. on the conversation. Then I started looking him up and it was like he was wearing OG Nike Air Up Tempos. And he was getting photographed at the airport and he was wearing the black and white ones before they released a gang of these colors and kind of ran them into the ground. I get back from that trip and I talk to Donnie and I'm like, what's the deal with this guy G-Dragon? He's like, oh, he's like the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And then we did... Our first ever Parallax digital cover for Complex was G-Dragon. And he wore up-tempos in that mm. article as well. Remember, Chartbeat was going crazy. The influence is crazy. crazy. So then it was like, how do you harness this guy's influence? And then he went away. You know, you, you have to serve two years in the Army. Mm -hmm. Went away. He came back recently after serving. And the Air Force Ones dropped. I love those shoes. Maybe it's a little sentimental to me, but... I got three pair of those, and I'm <laughs> I'm beating the first pair. You know, it snowed yesterday. I wore them. I want to beat them naturally so that it all peels off. I'm not taking anything to the upper. I just love those shoes. You know what I think is cool is so many of Nike's wear-away upper shoes over the years, you've had to really work not to, these. to get them worn down to where the, the layer underneath shows, but these, it Did seems I, like you, you wear them for a couple of days, and it's already showing. I yeah. think I told you guys from the subway walk to the office they started peeling already yeah they were they were really starting to to crack as trinidad was wearing them when we shot full size run and his were fresh because he really hadn't he had just put them on at the moment i think it was cool i think i saw it um i guess a uh, shout out a friend of mine and yours brendan rudy who uh is mm -hmm. actually rudy calderon my best friend no uh, Ru rudy in the house who's uh actually from korea mm -hmm. he took the shoes and he like took a hair dryer and like melted away the upper and peeled oh, it, I missed this. and peeled it off uh bit by bit it looked, my, that's that's cool. Yeah, it, but you, I, we actually saw like the whole thing underneath, and I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But the thing that gets me on this shoe, and it's just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. um, if it's an artist that I'm not personally invested in, I have a yep. hard time championing the thing because I like seeing product and collaborations from artists and brands that I personally like. Yeah, and if it's a you know a rapper or a musician that I don't really care for. It's a hard time wearing their shoe. That's just that's, okay. that's just a per, this is a personal so you, preference. So you won't wear a vintage tee of a rock band that you don't listen to. No. Okay. I, I agree with wealthy on this, but I think we should also both like recognize the impact the shoe had and how smart of a partner that was. No, for, for sure. Am I wiling for top fifteen? Done. I, I, I'm I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. It was a big year for Air Force Ones. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they go in the same category as the clot in terms of late in the year shoes, Air Force One collaborations, the whole wear away thing. Yeah. I love all those clot yeah. shoes. Another mutual friend of ours, PG knows, he's posting them way too much on Instagram. I, I need the him, black ones. Does yeah. he have them? He's got a chill. I don't know. He's been posting the shoes like three times a week for five summers. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 
Edison Chen is like a fucking animal when it comes to collaboration sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets it right, he really gets it right. And it's it's cool He's to an OG, see, yeah. It's cool to see, yeah, someone who is an actual OG in this game continue to get these collaborations and continue to fucking kill it with them. You yeah. Know? But I do think we are kind of working toward not a definitive ranking here about who's the top. And I think both of those projects on their own were not impactful enough to qualify them as He did the, a Jordan one mid too that I think people are maybe excited, even though it's a mid. Yeah. But still, I don't think it's enough. You know, I right. think there are other projects, other ranges of collaborations that made way more noise throughout Definitely. 2019, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, Virgil is post-10 at this point. And yeah. I think people were like, oh, you know, where does it go from here? You saw Chatter Online. People were a little jaded. And then the MCA, Chicago Air Force One, is at the museum. And it releases in Chicago, I think. A couple pairs of Complex gone as well? A couple pairs of Complex. Actually, like literally a couple. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was actually, yeah. I am well aware. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so released at Chicago. And again, people were like, oh, you know, a little bit of 10 fatigue. Mm-hmm. And then that colorway, that blue with the silver swoosh, call me, you know, a hype monger. One of the recent shoes that I've missed out on that I'm trying to get still. Mm. I just, w- what was it? The colorway? Yeah, that colorway. I, th- I think after the, after the MoMA one too. And, yeah. and remember the ComplexCon exclusive one from a few years back had the same sort of setup where it was one color on the upper and then the silver swoosh. It just looks so good. And also Virgil's kept the conversation alive with the dunks that, that aren't out yet, but oh, also yeah. the, the women's shoes. Um, he released the ones with the chunky midsole, yep. one of the vapor variations, right, with the nubs on the bottom. And then yep. toward the end of the year, this one I'm excited for, the waffle racer, yeah. again, with the track style nubs on the bottom. Virgil and has managed to be successful post-10, like Joe said. Exactly. And think about this way. You know, we were so used to the 10, what? You could argue he had 8 out of 10 that were bangers. And then it's like, oh, Virgil cooled down. But he's being judged on that 10 that was so massive that even, you know, we just counted and you just named, what, 4 or 5 mm-hmm. during this year that 
not only kept them afloat, kept them definitely in the conversation. And a lot of people love those. My biggest gripe with the Virgil stuff is that I think that like through design process, what he's made has been really great and it's been one of the most daunting collaborations and it's no fault to Virgil at all. It's just kind of like the Virgil Nike stuff always became like a kind of jumping off point for I have a lot of money, I need to get a cool pair of sneakers, I'm gonna go spend a thousand dollars on a pair of Virgil shoes. But it's like anti that now because you can go and find this stuff yeah. on the shelves. Yeah. No, but at first though it felt like that and it kind of made me, even though I appreciated the product, just didn't even want to be involved with it. It just yeah. became like the go-to, you know, like NBA tunnel shoes where it's like, I don't have anything else to wear. Let me just get Virgil. It's an instant flex. I'm going to get posted on Complex Sneakers Instagram. Yeah. It's definitely going back in that direction next year too because they have that Jordan 5 coming out. And I'm also hearing that maybe the Jordan 4 from the MCA exhibit is coming out I love out the Jordan year. 4, the 5, not my favorite. I believe. Someone told me the Jordan 4 is coming The 4 out, is so. like that cream color, right? It may happen. Wouldn't be mad at that. And then we got to get to Sakai. Yeah. The Sakai shoe, for me, seeing it online... I think it's very rare that you see a shoe online, no matter when it drops, and you think this is going to be in the conversation immediately for shoe of the year, and that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. It was kind of like what happened last year with the Undercover React Element 87, where you saw those on the runway yes. at Paris, and you knew that people were going to go crazy for those. That blue first colorway. The LD Waffle. Man, you said two episodes, we throw around classic too loosely. That's a classic. Would you put in a classic? I, I think... It, uh, I think it will be one day. I just don't want to do it already. Okay. I don't okay. I don't want to do it already. And you know what helped the shoes so much too is there was like a natural build of the hype because if you remember that sneaker was delayed yep. because then they it, had problems with the laces and they couldn't put the shoe out and they had to go back and fix some things. So it was this thing where there was this tension building and people were worried, are they going to come out? When can I get them? How can I get them? People were calling the people they know at yep. brands like how can you make this happen for me? I came up on StockX for six. Uh, I think I paid five fifty for like in the batch that came out two two or three months before, and I had them super early. And five fifty, you think, is a lot of money, but money well spent to have them three months early, in my opinion. Are they towing the line of running it into the ground though, with all the colorways of it? No, I no. think that's just part of us being in a different era in terms of collaborations, where it's about more than one shoe, and it's about making these things more accessible not mass but kind of like what they did with the 10 where they made more and more colorways i mean i do think that shoe did kind of get stale because it was another one of those ones where i saw so many people that wear was the problem was you like, saw everyone wearing that shoe for yeah. like one summer and it was cool but i don't know i haven't i haven't worn mine because i didn't have them early i have two have the pairs blue one I have, I have two pairs of the blue ones, one that I got from a retailer who will go unnamed, but they okay. did help me out. And then another one that Trinidad just gave to me for no wow, apparent reason. Wow, what a nice guy. No apparent reason. He just <laughs> The blue one, though, undebatable that that's the best colorway or yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think. I, I will say one strike against Sakai is I think the blazers were just nowhere yeah, that's near. Yeah, that shoe sucked. The blazer was a, another one of those ones where it's just a total consolation prize. If you, did, if you couldn't get the LD Waffle... You got the blazer. And that's not to say that the blazer isn't a good silhouette. I wish I had more blazers. I think there needs to be more love for the blazer. But those Sakai blazers, nobody really cared, right? I think, I think I'd made the joke about the Sakai waffle that it was like the Noah, Noah's Ark of sneakers. Like it was literally two for everything. It had two tongues, two swooshes, two sets of laces, two soles. What and, else? and was also released in two colorways. Go off. Also came out with... Two release dates Talk at first. It. <laughs> like it was <laughs> wow. two release dates. <laughs> yeah, two release dates. And, and like, I have two pairs. Okay. Wow. Well, I think I have six pairs of those. Are you serious? Yeah. The green. How many did you pay for? 
I paid for all. Uh, Joe. I think maybe I paid for most of them. Most of them. Yeah. The green pair, even. The second colorway was great, too. Thank you for being honest. I'm always honest. Shifting. I think it's time to go from brand to now single collaborator. Individuals. Individuals. It's and, lit. Oh, Is okay. that a preview? And I was spoiler? thinking about this last night. No one had a... We all know Travis's influence. Yes. We know the rabid fan base that of the kid, the, the rabid fan base that is the kids that go to his shows. I know we work with quite a few of them. Oh, actually we do. <laughs> we do. They we are do. among us. The but Ragers, shout the, out. But you look back at his year and I think last night I was thinking like, oh yeah, like the Jordan 1 was big, man. But then you look back and two Jordan 1s, Jordan 1 low, Jordan 1 high. Mm-hmm. The Jordan 6 that he did that at ComplexCon, we left it off the Sneaker of the Year panel and we got crucified for it. Really? Yes. That was like the biggest thing that the crowd was like, you guys are wiling for leaving it off. And I remember the discussion was, well, we don't want to have two Travises on the list, which mm -hmm. in hindsight, maybe next year and going forward, if it is the top 10, it's it is the top 10. It's always a tough question whether exactly. or not you can put someone on a list twice. And then listen, this Air Force One that was met with kind of hot and cold reactions. I'm still cold on it. But people like it. People like it. Man, what a year for him. It's been big. I think a couple other individuals, if we can just give out some like kind of runner-up prizes. I think Tyler had a great year in terms of yes. sneaker releases. Converse is almost giving him the Virgil treatment where he can really do what he wants, it seems I, like. I don't, I don't like any of those shoes, but I, that's just me. I know, but just in terms of impact, he's got that chunky silhouette. He did so many one-stars. Let's not forget, Tyler randomly had like an Adidas thing going real briefly. You remember when he showed that Adidas Originals jacket at a runway a couple years anyways i don't I'm, remember that uh, I, I don't remember that either jerry lorenzo had an uh, had a good year yes. right I, I would never wear any of those shoes but the, yeah but the oatmeal one is really i love that oatmeal colorway it's it's fine i think one of the coolest things that Tyler once you have a good shoe and you could tailor colorways to it it'll last for that shoe a has couple years i'm yeah. just being honest that shoe has not aged very well in the year that has come out which one? The Jerry Lorenzo Fear, Fear God. God one. Yeah. Uh, you and I have a personal vendetta against the shoe, too, because when we were doing a live episode of Full Size Run oh, at Complex Con Chicago, ran out. Nike did a shock drop of the shoe on the sneakers app, and people bolted out of the room to go buy these why sneakers instead no. of watching us live. I also think that Nike killed it right away because you had the Fear of God one, but then you also had the Fear of God mock. You had the Air Raid, and both of those shoes were fucking trash. Did the gray Air Raids ever come out with the gray? Those are just friends and family. No, I wasn't it doesn't matter those shoes stuff. weren't good <laughs> it, it doesn't matter but, but all the other people who like couldn't get it got the Skylon which I thought was a cool shoe at I first were but, nice. I got it but Th those are all runners up though right honorable mention sure way way beyond what Travis did this year in terms of sneakers think I mean it's something special I, I, leave, too. Yeah, I want you guys to dissect it like I know that Jordan's not your favorite but what do you think about those models the six and the one you know PJ Tucker Blake Griffin not to name drop they were both on the show they said that the show meaning sneaker shopping, not full size run, not not that one, but they yeah. both said that the Travis one was the sneaker of the year. Um, I get, I get the argument between uh, the Travis one and the Sakai. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying from a creativity standpoint, what Sakai did to me, just if we're like rating art or grading it, mm -hmm. I think what Sakai did was more impressive, taking a model that nobody saw coming with a collaborator that nobody saw coming and made a shoe that was universally loved and it pushed the art of sneaker collaborations a bit further. I think the Travis shoe, while good, was just 
instantly kind of a layup. The shoe could have been half as good as it was, and people still would have put it at the top of the list. Um, you know, like the rabbit fan base. I know a lot of people were anti-backward swoosh. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, Brendan. they're going to be protective over the Jordan 1 regardless. Always. I think Welty makes a lot of good points here and that Sakai kind of had to work harder to earn this spot. But I think you still have to look past that and just look at the impact. And I think Travis's collection was bigger overall as a body of work. No, we, talked, sure. we talked to Chase about this too, the fact that he's doing an Air Force One with Nike, doing a Nike sportswear product, and then doing a Jordan 2 is, is not to be overlooked. Like I think it's always impressive when people have pull in different categories and can do a Jordan and then do a retro shoe that's not a Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think some of those... Like the Jordan One Low to me was not. That was, don't you think that was the most quiet of the bunch? Is it because it only released in that? That's got to be the that's the quietest, and we can just say the worst. Okay, I think people kind of got that. Uh, you but, like the Air Force One that he recently uh, did over the Jordan One Low? Actually, that's a tough call because I really don't care for that Air Force One I, at all. But I don't care for Jordan One Lows at all. Actually, recently I was digging through the hundreds of boxes of shoes that are in my room and I found some Jordan One Lows and I was like, why you know what I, I love the new? Why ret- did I spend remember, money on these? Do you remember the new retro Jordan One Lows? That shoe was fucking awful. I I used to play <laughs> like, intramural soccer. Like bad shoes. No, I used to play intramural soccer in the Chicago. In the black and red colorway of that. Suck. I love that shoe. What's the stat line like? Two and two. Two goals, two assists. Okay. Given. Two yellow cards. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was wild. Yeah, I think, but I do, I don't mind Jordan 1 Lowe's that much. I thought the Eric Costin one was pretty cool this yes, year. The, that was a good one. Carolina and White. Yeah, I thought that that was cool. I feel like the Jordan 1 Low Travis was a bit of like, you were saying, a consolation prize for people that couldn't score on the other Travis sneaker releases this right. year. Um I mean, I get it, but do we think that the product itself is that great, or do we think that Travis can put his name on anything and it will still be a top collaboration? I think you can't hold it against him either way, but I think that I think they that it was solid product as well. I think it was good product. I think that obviously he's getting a boost from that. There's no denying yeah. that, but I think they were still good shoes, and he has a good sneaker resume leading up to this point. Those Air Force Ones he did with the Velcro swooshes, love those. Like the, yes. the blue Jordan 4s, not really a shoe for me, but like still, still quite Oilers good. With yeah. the, the Houston Oilers story, I thought that was great. Yeah, all the unreleased stuff. Like yeah. I think Travis Scott is just very believable at this point in terms of the product he's trying to push. Putting together a nice little catalog of sneakers. Yeah, yeah. Friends and family and, and releases Do you as think well. he can keep it up? <sighs> yeah, I think so. It's pretty tough, you know, like from a collaboration standpoint. It's just crazy to me how much he's had already yeah like chase v told us he's trying to get his own shoe like that's yeah, yeah think about i mean travis has had like five already at least that released not to mention the friends and family that we just talked about that right. are all fire but five releases is it's pretty solid what if that kit the air force one dropped would that be a contender it's been like kind of a quiet year for ronnie on the sneaker side of things it's more about people the, really the clothing. love that Ronnie knows that I don't wear white, so it's hard for me to judge. I, I like I like I mentioned to you though, I do have a friend who's looking for an eleven and a half. Okay, that's my size. So three thousand dollars. <laughs> three thousand dollars. Seems like we can Just work something it. out. Yeah, maybe. But I, I've never resold. What do you think? People love that Air Force One. I think you were saying they love that the Kith kind of all over print on the swoosh was a big deal. I just don't everyone knows me. Ronnie knows that I 
never worn a white Air Force One probably ever. I just want to see more shoes from Ronnie again. It just felt like this was a re you're always mentioning him at the end of the year, and this is like the first year I feel like we kind of haven't mentioned him. Mm. It just feels like he's been working more on like Kith as a brand, yeah. clothing wise and all that, and opening retail operations and you know bigger bigger fish to fry for sure. Yeah. But it, it would be nice to have a like a really solid Ronnie Fye collaboration at the end of the year that we can all talk about. Yeah, so I think we're agreeing here that Travis Scott was the biggest collaborator of the year in terms of sneakers. Can we talk about duds? Can we talk about ones that we thought were just total misses? Go for it. I think the Tom Sachs overshoe, I'm still annoyed by I mean, that model. But, but no one really could wear that unless you customized it. How do you really wear that in its form that it came in? You, you can't. Exactly. What about the cut down customs of it, though? Some of them look great. It's a try hard. I just move. can't. I just can't think of sending my shoe away and getting. You know what I would do is probably fuck them up at trying to customize them before sending to someone. That shoe in its original form was almost like a novelty item to me. Okay. Anything else? I, Prada Adidas has been a weird one. Three thousand dollars for that, that shoe sucks. That's that's probably some of the worst product I've seen in a. Pro You're looking for the pun in there. Yeah, it, does, the it gears doesn't, turning doesn't, it doesn't fit. But honestly, even as a Adidas aficionado, I don't get it. You know, it's three thousand dollars for a handbag that has Prada and Adidas, and that's not your weekender. No, in a pair. No, in a not pa even with the new bags. No, in even uh, with the all white shell toe made in Italy. Uh, get it on a trip there. This wasn't a full size <laughs> run, um, but no. And, and we were talking about it. It's just very confusing because it's like a handbag, but then it's like a it's like a guy's collection. It's just like who who's the target audience that's going to spend three thousand dollars? And if you're going to spend that much money on a Prada bag, you don't want a Prada bag that says Adidas on the side. People going to Art Basel this week? I didn't get a ticket. I'm not. Well, we're also not going to Soul DXB because oh, of. Did you guys want to go to that? We got snubbed. Did you? Oh. How, how long is that flight? I enjoy it out there. Yeah, it's not bad. All right, we don't they, need... They fly you out Emirates, so it's kind of nice. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Free Never cup been of noodles. There. That's nice. Any other bricks that you guys want to talk about before we get to one question I want to pose to the group? I'm sure there's some big ones, but nothing's coming to mind at the moment. Yeah, and there's nothing that, that, that stands out other than that. Okay, let's go in the opposite direction. We've talked a lot about different collaborations we talked about travis and his stock of collaborations one sleeper pick that was not mentioned in this discussion i have mine but i'm gonna go last is this like a personal thing personal that maybe didn't crack the top 10 or top 15 like now i think we all agree g dragon may have cracked <laughs> the top 15 but one that will probably not be mentioned in any of the year-end lists that you guys really liked uh, one of the shoes that I thought was very, very good, and I think it was one of the more influential shoes of this year, but it's not going to get the love because it was such like a limited release and people in America weren't really up on it as much, was the Overkill Adidas uh, 10,000. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the shoe, the shoe came with, the box came with three sneakers in it. Mm. Two of one colorway, the other of a left or a right of another colorway. You had to either get two packages to complete the set or you had three shoes where it was like you could wear a full set or it was missing match. You know, it was said that people like uh, Ronnie and Sean Weatherspoon were big fans of that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you see their hand in, you know, other mismatched sneakers throughout the year. Mismatched sneakers becoming a thing this year a little mm -hmm. bit. This was the first one to drop and it was on a 
a really cool Adidas story uh, silhouette. I think that that shoe is fucking awesome. Classic wealthy pick. Yep. Yeah, no, but classic. I mean, fastball down the middle. But no, I think that mismatched shoes are becoming a thing. You saw Sean Weatherspoon's got a mismatch yeah. collaboration coming out. I think that that shoe needs to get a lot more shine. And if it released a little bit wider, I think people would talk about it a little bit more. All right. I have something of a selfless pick. I'm going to say Olivia Kim, oh. Nike Footscapes. A, a women's shoe. A women's shoe. And here's why. I feel like we don't talk enough about women's sneakers on here. Um, and my girlfriend actually did get a pair of these for herself. So, you know, sometimes we have to think about other people in our lives besides yeah. ourselves. Po- podcast official. And Wow, the that thing is, is true. Podcast official. Here's the thing. Put that in the promo cut. Brands, brands talk a lot about all the cool sneakers they're making for women and how much they're trying to make more product for women, but it's really not easy, and a lot of this stuff is really not that available. And one time, her mom did question me as to how much we talk about women's sneakers on full-size runs, so I have to I have to fill the gaps. I think, so, I think it's been a pretty solid year for women's specific collaborations. You've seen, like, when we're talking, we're going through the end-of-the-year stuff, you had the Alele May Jordan 6s, mm-hmm. um, those blue chill Jordan 1s that The dropped. Alele May joints were this year? The biotech ones? No, the 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 pink joints. So you were not even educated enough about this topic. This is how much we need. Yeah, to those you know? dropped. Um, you, you know, you also had the yeah, the, the blue chill. I, I just remember going through like the year end list, and we're like, wow, like with the Jordans, we were like, hey, there were actually a few really dope women's only releases, and like Olivia Kim. It's nice to see brands actually kind of market or like get it right for once. Also, the Footscape is a shoe that is not saturated at the moment. A lot of those women's collaborations they do with sneakers that you see around town a lot, that's a model that's still kind of precious to but me. But it wasn't so. even a collaboration, but you also had that um, satin red black toe Jordan 1 that was a, Fire. That was people, a huge release this year. that. Yeah. yeah. Joe, what about you? Mine is the A6 Vivian Westwood Gel Keanu. Love that shoe. I did not expect that from I you. I love that shoe. Also, I remember when I ran cross country in high school, the best running shoe was the Gel Keanu. So for it to come back kind of with a fashion-y slant in that red, and the blue, I really, really love that shoe. I never knew you were such an athlete. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm getting old. I'm going to go look up the cross-country yeah. stats four, and four, the I ran a 449 stats. mile once at the Armory in New York City. I'm going to look that up. No record exists of it, but it happened. <laughs> 449? 449. You're, That's you're, on record. You're, you're running sub-five-minute yes. miles? Yes. Allegedly. Have you ever ran a sub-five-minute mile, Brennan? No. Okay. Did you throw the discus? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> shoot it all the way over the top. Yeah, he was just the anger. <laughs> the anger. <laughs> well, I think a perfect place to end is here. And I think we discussed. Discuss? It. What's that? What wealthy threw back in high school? Oh, see, look, now it's really time to go. I used to wrestle. Did you? Used yeah. to. Okay. Still, still do in the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. Actually, one collaboration that we did miss was full-size Ron X sneaker shopping. That was big. Yeah, that was the crossover crossover event of the year. Let's not skip over that. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. No, crossover event of the year. And, yeah, that's been this episode of the Complex Sneakers Podcast, the third episode. We will be back next week, same time, hopefully in a much cooler room because it's getting hard to breathe. I'm sweating. Do people want to see us on YouTube? Uh, Listen, we got to crawl before we walk. All right. See you guys soon. Peace. Our podcast producer is Shiva Bayet. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton. Special thanks to Gerald Flores, Dave Matthews, and Alejandro De Jesus. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.